It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host Matt Carter. Today we're going to break down NC State's 19-17 to win over Florida State. Uh, weird game for anybody that went to Carter-Finley Stadium or watched it on TV. A lot to break down, starting with the lights not coming on at the beginning of the game and the game having to be postponed for at least what 10 minutes or delayed rather um for a game that was already very late on the east coast so uh, we'll get into all that good stuff just some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home before we get started um you can subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to us apple spotify google play uh you can also watch this podcast on youtube where you should subscribe to our youtube channel give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it, uh, you can follow us on social media at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me personally at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Uh, head over to thewolfpacker.com. Take advantage of a special deal for $10. You can get premium subscription to thewolfpacker.com as part of the On3 network through the beginning of next football season. So that, that takes you through next August, a uh, better part of a year for just $10. You can get that premium access, so all of your premium NC State athletics news and information, recruiting intel, unlock access to the message boards, read all of the great work that Matt Carter and Ethan McDowell do at thewolfpacker.com. So take advantage of that deal. Head over to thewolfpacker.com right now and uh, sign up for a year for just 10 bucks. Also, this podcast is sponsored by therogueshop.com. It's rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com they sell delta 8 and cbd products uh cannabis products to help with your anxiety stress levels uh you need help sleeping you need you have chronic pain they have all the stuff to take care of you naturally uh health and wellness they sell salves lip balm bath soap hemp soap cbd flour hot cocoa uh, oils all kinds of stuff so um the husband and wife outfit. The husband is a uh, disabled veteran and the wife is a certified CBD consultant and life coach. So head over to rogueshop.com. That's rogueshop.com. And if you've never used any of these products before, uh, they're super helpful with pointing you in the right direction, giving you the lowdown on, on what you really need. Um, they have a chat option on rogueshop.com. So head over there right now. Uh, if you have any questions, you can chat with them there. But uh, go support the pod because they support us and they're good people. And uh, they've got some great products that could really help you out. So head over to rogueshop.com and uh, chat with them and start shopping. Okay, Matt, let's uh, let's talk some football here. Um 
weird game. We already we, we talked about it before we started recording here. Started with the light situation. Um, working my main job here as I'm trying to get ready to watch NC State at five o'clock on the West Coast, and I, I my phone keeps blowing up. I look at I get Twitter notifications. Um, I, I don't make alerts for most users, Matt, but I I, I have alerts for you uh, at the Wolfpacker. So I, I have alerts on Twitter at the Wolfpacker. Um, and I'm like, what's going on? And keep seeing, oh, well, game's gonna. I've got a, I've got an extra ten minutes before I gotta, you know, get ready to start watching the game because the lights won't even come on at NC State. We, you know, we were hopeful there for a second that they would just come on at all. Um, don't really know what what would happen if the lights just never came on. So uh, that that kind of set the tone, and then uh, and then Devin Leary gets injured in this game we'll get into that more and uh nc state wins in a weird i mean that's a weird final score 19 to 17 um nc state wins this game they were down when devin leary left this game didn't attempt a single pass with a quarterback the rest of the way and won the game um so that's very weird and as our loyal listeners will probably remember last week, I was talking about NC State minus three, how much I loved NC State minus three, how I felt so smart that I that I even got minus two and a half NC State earlier in the week, just taking advantage of a line change. And uh, let's just say, let's just say your boy was not pleased with the decision to punt in Florida State territory. Late in the game. I understand it. I get it. Dave Doran called it a tweener call uh, at the end. But, uh, ooh, man, that's that, that one's going to sting for a while. So, so Matt, where, where do we start? I think we probably start with the Devin Leary injury here. Or should we just talk about NC State's grittiness to, to grind out a win like this at home? I'll tell you this. I was hoping NC State would score a touchdown at the end because I picked 27-17. And that would have been like a continuation of my hot streak on picking the scores of yeah. football games because it would have been 26-17 at that point. But um, I wish they but, would have scored a touchdown too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my column was called um, another strange entry state Florida State game. And, and for Florida State, they seem to turn out really bad at quite a friendly stadium. They must hate quite a friendly stadium now, but yeah, back in 1998, Chris Winkie, only way to Heisman Trophy, threw six interceptions in one game, and they lose 24-7, basically because they couldn't stop Torrey Holt, and Chris Winkie kept throwing it to NC State defensive backs. Otherwise, Florida State was probably five touchdowns better than that NC State team. Then you had the infamous Christian Ponder fumbling when Florida State was driving down four inside the 10-yard line with a minute to go and ran a play-action pass. And he just, you know, the little, the, the, the fake to the running back, he accidentally hit the running back with the fake and the ball squirted out of his hands and Nate Irvin got it. Um, yeah, that one, you had the Brian Underwood game, remember where... That Florida State team, I think they were up 16 nothing at halftime, maybe. And uh, NC State came yep. out to win 17-16, shut out. 
a team that had an ungodly amount of NFL draft picks. And she takes shut him out in the second half, blocked the punt late to set up the fourth and goal, scoring a short touchdown pass to Brian Underwood. It was like 20, 10, or maybe 10 seconds to go. And then that's the game where the guy. Um, that big, is, uh, yep. The big guy. That's where the, where the gif was made. Yeah, yeah. One of the classic. So, a classic. Yeah, it, 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 a lot of strange things seem to happen when Florida State comes to NC State. This was one of them. And, and, you know, you had a punter kicking the ball past the line of scrimmage and learning what the ramifications of that penalty was. You know, when he kicked it, I was like, well, it was a long kick. So I'm thinking, well, is NC yeah. State going to try to make him kick it again? Or do they add five yards to the end of the run? And then you start hearing the official explain the penalty, and you're like, Oh, crap. That's huge. And it ends up being like a 67-yard penalty when you negate the punt and then give NC State the ball at the 13, and then they promptly lose 30 yards due to a trick play pass that Thayer Thomas throws to Jack Chambers, which was the only completed pass after Devin Leary goes down and it loses five yards, and then he gets sacked, and then back-to-back holding penalties, and you have third and 40, and you're on the Florida State side of the 50. Incredible. And, um, yeah, I think this guy, get, get, we'll talk about Devin Leary, obviously. That's a huge ramification. But I think, first and foremost, you have to start with hey, that's a good Florida State team. They're not a great Florida State team, but that's a good Florida State team. And you came back and won a game down 17 3 at halftime. Fans were very frustrated. I don't know if it could be heard on television, Justin, but they were clearly frustrated at the end of the first half. And you came back and with your backup quarterback, basically one dimensional offense, the defense played out of their mind. Your kicker played out of his mind. And you pulled out a 19-17 win, which to me is the sign of a good team. A good team doesn't win that game. Now, maybe it you got to recalibrate expectations and yada, yada, yada. But it's still a good team because a good team would have lost. If they're not a good team, you lose that game probably decisively um, at that point. It's, so. a, it's a great defense. There's no question about that. It's a great defense. Uh, it's a well-coached team. I mean, and it's but it's a conservatively coached team. So it's a team that is able to – win these games by grabbing the opponent by the shirt and dragging them in the mud and you know who who wants it more who <laughs> i mean i that was one of those games that when the game was over it's kind of like wow that you know i don't know if i'm going to be re-watching that one anytime soon that wasn't the most entertaining game in the world but glad to see nc state get through the halfway mark of the season at five and one, a, a crucial game for NC State to win. Uh, you know, especially when you consider Devin Leary going down in this game. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Hurts his shoulder. Uh, Matt, the first indication seemed to be that the the initial X-rays were negative. Correct. So X-rays were negative. MRI. Yeah, MRI on Sunday. Yeah, it kind of we talked about it. Before the podcast, yeah, you could kind of tell. I don't think initially Devin felt the pain in the shoulder, but I, I know some Florida State fans were not some. I think 
by some. I mean, all Florida State fans were upset with the uh, roughing the passer penalty, but I think the, the, the defensive lineman hit Leary cleanly. And he hit him in the throwing motion and it kind of got him in an awkward spot in the throwing motion by hitting him in the arm. And then the defensive lineman, after Leary falls down, not deliberately, I think, but he, he lands, he, there was a split second before the defensive lineman falls and he lands right on top of Leary. And I think that's where the mm-hmm. the passing penalty came from. In the process, he knocked Leary's helmet off. And so you can see Leary reaching up to kind of pull. And when he reaches up, he didn't grab the right shoulder. And so there was something in that motion, that muscle motion right there that he felt the pain in his right shoulder. It was clear he was in pain. I mean, you could tell that walking off the field. You could tell that there was something. And so, obviously, it's not a, a skeletal issue, but we got to see what the muscle, muscle uh, issue may be. But I think realistically, I mean, you have to be real here. Like, quarterback, shoulder, throwing shoulder. We just saw Alabama with Bryce Young not play this week. You know. Yeah. So, wouldn't, it, wouldn't expect him back immediately. Yeah. So, go ahead and plan on playing Syracuse without – Devin Leary, and we'll see. They got a bye week after that, but it's also a short week after the bye with Virginia Tech. So, you know, yeah, we're 100 million percent doing reckless speculation here, but I think you hit it on the head when we were talking pre-podcast. Maybe Wake Forest would be the absolute best-case scenario. That's about three to four weeks at that point. Well, that's, you know, that. It's an interesting point you raise, Matt, because that's that's the last big one, at least at home. That's the last big one left on the schedule where you're thinking NC State better be uh, ready, fully ready to go. Better be at full health for that game, because um, especially against Wake Forest, I mean, how the defense is going to go against that offense, it's probably going to limit it, but it's certainly not going to stop it completely. And the worry against a team like Wake Forest or even North Carolina at the end of the season in Chapel Hill is they could, they could, they're going to, they're, they're going to put some points on the board. And, uh, you know, NC State's already struggled to put points on the board with Devin Leary. Now with him out of the equation, how, competent can this nc state offense be what you know on one hand when jack chambers went in the game it almost felt like okay so Devin leary's first drive of the second half was solid ended with a touchdown nc state's lone touchdown of the game before that drive nc state's offense really looked pathetic for the first half i mean it it was it was horrible i mean it was it was like watching paint dry then Leary, if I'm not mistaken, gets hurt on the next drive after that, after the touchdown drive. That was when he got hurt. So it looked like maybe NC State's offense was getting into a rhythm. Maybe Devin Leary was going to come back and throw another couple touchdowns in the second half. And he was, you know, it was going to be this great all around comeback. And not only was it the defense shutting out Florida State in the second half, but it was also the offense waking up and figuring out what the hell it was doing against a competent ACC defense. But that didn't happen. We didn't get to see that because Devin Leary had to leave the game. Enter Jack Chambers, who, you know, I I mean, as boring as it was to watch, I think NC State's offense was more effective and efficient just because Jack Chambers was able to pick up some yards with his legs. 
Uh, now, NC State became incredibly predictable considering that they only attempted one pass after but, that. And it was, he, he did attempt a couple passes, but he didn't complete. I think he had 0 for 2 officially. Uh, officially on the stat sheet, 0 for 1, Thayer Thomas yeah. did complete the other pass attempt, yeah. negative 5-yard attempt to Jack Chambers. But, I mean, it was, what, 95% run from then on oh, yeah. out? Oh, yeah. Um, and NC State was able to effectively move the chains at times. But, you know, now if, if Chambers can can make a few throws here and there and they can scheme up some plays for him to get comfortable and make him a dual-threat guy, well, then I'm not, you know, as concerned about this NC State offense, but they will have to pass the ball a little bit. Um, I, w- I was interested. I was waiting for that question post game by somebody in the press core of, well, you guys really leaned in on the run there at the end of the game. Was that a byproduct of going to Jack Chambers or was that a byproduct of game strategy? Because we know NC State, once it gets a lead, you know, it loves to play possum and just hope and pray that the clock runs out. And it does everything that it can to drain the clock. But NC State is certainly not a team that's going to go for the kill shot, uh, if you will, if it's got a lead. It's it's going to be happy with its lead, and it's going to do everything in its, you know, control to end the game as quickly as possible. Was Do you think that was just trying to get out of that game without getting Jack Chambers too rattled. I mean, they were just playing mm-hmm. so conservative with him, I thought. I think it's a combination of factors. I, I will say, too, officially, uh, I rem- one pass play was negated by a holding penalty. Um, it was an incomplete pass anyway. But um, I think some of it, to be fair, I think they did dial up a pass play and Jack Chambers, you know, that's hard. Yeah, I mean, he's, used to, he's like the guy who, who's been a starting pitcher in baseball for the last three, four years, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting a playoff and they have to shorten up the rotation, so they want the guy to come out of the bullpen. Well, he's never done that. That's not what he does. It's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different approach. And you're bringing him out of the bullpen in game three, of the playoffs, so he hasn't even pitched like recently. So he kind of out of rhythm, um, a little rustiness type stuff, and I think that's probably what a little bit what you saw with Jack Chambers. It's one thing to come in versus Connecticut and Charleston Southern, but this is an ACC defense with maybe the best pass rusher in the league on the other side and Jared Verse. And I think once he um, Saw some of that pass rush coming. He was quick to tuck and run. Uh, you know, I think that's the difference from having started a few games and getting into the flow of the season versus coming in kind of cold in an emergency situation. And here comes the live bullets. And this isn't Connecticut or Charleston Southern, or even you know, I remember he played a bunch of FCS teams in his career too. So his only experience, I think, last year with the Power Five team with Georgia. And it didn't go too well, as you could predictably understand. So, um, yeah. and so I think there was some of that. I think they did dial up some pass plays that he checked that he quickly tucked and run on. Um, but also okay. the, the way the game was unfolding, NC State won that game because they dominated time of possession in the second half, and Florida State got tired on defense. And NC State was able to run down the field that last drive. They scored a field goal and kicked a short field goal. 
I mean, that was straight up. That's a tired Florida State defensive front, and they're leaning on them. And even though Florida State knows the run game is coming, NC State still ran it. And, and well, NC State's second to last drive. Yeah, second to last drive. Started with 11-11 to go. They took over in good field position at the 42, and they ran for four, 19-6-14-1-6 to get down to the eight-yard line where they had a third and three, and then Jack Chambers kept it on the read option and lost three yards. And that included Delbert Mims running the football. They got some fresh legs in there, and he had a, a few nice runs. And, um, and so, uh, the, in, a, in, in a way, you kind of saw what the the uh, MO may be with Jack Chambers. Uh, we need to talk about how great the defense was in the second half. Holy cow. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get to that. It, well, yeah, in fact, when you have a defense playing like that, then you kind of yeah. go, okay, let's go into game management mode. Let's try, quit trying to make plays on offense and manage the game on offense. And that's probably what you're looking at with Jack Chambers. Yeah, I mean, when you think about football teams and football programs, you think about the stars of the team being the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the star running back. And that's not the identity of this team. The stars of this team are on the defensive side of the ball. They play linebacker, um, you know. <laughs> A couple of them play defensive line. A couple of them are in the secondary. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the star appeal. That's why this team has a number fourteen next to its name is because of that defense. And um, you know, going into the season, you thought that Leary was going to be another reason was going to be able to pull that offense into you know above average, and it's been below average thus far. But to shut out Florida State in the second half, um, you know, Dave Doran kind of alluded to it in the post game. Florida State going into this game was, you know, the best offensive you know, points per game wise, and in, in uh, the best offensive unit in in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you got to tip your cap to NC State's defense for you know, pulling out the shutout like that. Uh, Jordan Travis, this is his first time playing NC State. It th- had three opportunities to do so thus far out of fluky type events. Hasn't played the last two seasons. And, you know, frankly, in the first half, did what he had to do, had that early touchdown. Um, you know, they had the other running touchdown with Toa Feely in the back. But but Travis, those two costly interceptions – in in the fourth quarter uh that last one i'm not so sure that that was a horrible throw so much as that was a great play by devon boykin um sealed the game yeah you know florida state ended up with a season low in total yards um and so that's kind of what you're looking at when kind of compare them to a team that had played wake forest and lsu and um, both those teams also held florida state to under 400 yards of offense and they had a better they did a better job on yards per play than NC State did, but NC State held Florida State to a season low. You got to remember, 71 yards came on one play when Jordan Travis ran for a 71-yard near touchdown. They scored a touchdown on the next play. So, And I think they had a, a pass play for 37 yards, and I, I believe on the last drive, they had another 31-yard pass play. So that's 68 plus 71. I'm doing the math in my head. That's 139 yards of total offense on three plays. You know. Yeah. The rest of the game, they had like 
you know, barely over 250 yards of total offense or whatever, however min- amount of plays that was, you know, almost, you know, what, seven, four, whatever amount of plays that was the rest of the game. So, uh, that that's an amazing defensive effort. And in the second half, Florida State had 93 yards of total offense and averaged four yards of play. Then they threw the ball, two interceptions, only had five first downs. They only had one first down until the final drive of the game. Um, that's defensive domination. I thought, you know, I, I went back and watched a little bit of war chant. If you're a member of OM3, by the way, you get to go to all the other sites in the network. And it's a, it's a network that's building and building. And recently, uh, a couple months ago, war chant, which is by far the biggest Florida State site on the Internet, made the jump from rivals to on three. And so that's one of the benefits of on three. If you pay that $10 special, you can go to look at the war champ message board, but, uh, with watching their, uh, they had a, like a live stream going on during the game, which is kind of cool. So I was curious to see what the reaction was when the interception happened. But in that drive, um, Jeff Cameron, who used to be a radio host in Tallahassee, was like raving about Drake Thomas. Number 32. They used an expletive, I won't repeat, wondering what if he was going to be back next year. <laughs> somebody, yeah. there you go. somebody look up what, uh, what, bl- uh, what classification that blank is. Um, and uh, somebody said he's a junior. And like, well, hopefully he'll go pro. I thought Drake Thomas was incredible last night. And, um, uh, that defense, and you mentioned Devin Boykin. You know, Florida State had scored a touchdown on that exact same pass route. Boykin remembered it, recognized it. They kind of had a feeling it might be coming. Um, it was a simple concept: four wide, two on both sides. Um, excuse me, three wide, uh, three, three on uh, far side of the field, one on the near side. If you're looking at it on TV, and, you know, there, there's. The, uh, the receiver to the near side is supposed to kind of run a slant to draw the safety and get man-to-man on the, on the far side. Two receiver, the two receivers were going to run a little curl in, and the one receiver breaks deep. And um, Boykin recognized it and actually played a better receiver on it than the receiver himself did. And Jordan Travis didn't recognize that it was that the, that the DB had a total read on the play and almost kind of baited him into making that throw. So, yeah, it's spectacular defense. Yeah, was, yeah, not not every day you see. I mean, it looked like an over the shoulder interception. Like it was. A, it looked like Boykin was the one running the route for Travis. Yeah. Um, now the first the first interception that Travis threw in the second half to Shaheen Battle that was just that was just a what do you what are you doing throw? Yeah. Um, but you know, got to be in the right place at the right time. Credit to NC state. Maybe you wish you got one of those picks last week <laughs> opposed to this week, but without those two interceptions, I'm not sure NC state wins this game at all. So, mm. uh, you know, tip of the captain, NC state's defense for, I mean, game ball one, two through <laughs> 10 should be, through 11. I mean, the first 11 game balls we hand out should probably go to the defense. I'll add real um, quick. 
We talked about it in the preview podcast. Go back and look at it. Florida State not having a kicking game this year. Really struggling with the kicking game. Really came into play late because that was the play call of a coach who wasn't convinced um, that he could run down the clock and win it with a field goal. So that was totally, um, and that's the right mentality because even though the kid had made a uh, 40-some yard field goal, um, prior to this game, he was four for nine kicking field goals with a longer 30. So, and he had missed an extra point at some point along the way too. So, yeah, that's, that's what happens when you don't have a reliable kicking game. And we, we mentioned that could come into play and it did come into play. But even when you do have a reliable kicking game, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to be heard about this two and a half, Matt, for <laughs> at least a week. I'll get over it before I'll get over it before the Syracuse game. Uh, very, very interested to see what the spread is going to be for next Saturday up in the Carrier Dome. You know, we've talked about NC State being favored in every game remaining. Uh, I don't. If if NC State's the favorite going up to the Carrier Dome on Saturday without Devin Leary, we don't know for sure yet, but we're assuming without Devin Leary, I don't I don't see any value putting putting NC State in the favorite column on the road. I mean, even when yeah. Syracuse sucked a couple <laughs> years ago, and NC State went up there, and Syracuse, I don't even think Syracuse had a, an ACC win yet that year. No, they only won that one game, game, but yeah. That team won one That game, game was close. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devin Leary wasn't was there. It was Bailey Hockman. I'm looking at it right now. I only see one line, and it has NC State favored by four. But I'm guessing that, oh, that's, that's in Vegas kind of no, used. No, that's got to be. No, that's got, that, that has to be with Devin Leary. Yeah. Because I think, if NC State was only a three-point favorite at home against Florida State, they're not. They're not. Taking four points up to the carrier. You can kind of fill me in too. Doesn't Vegas kind of use some computer analysis to initially come up with some of the initial lines? Which probably, oh, yeah. So they're probably yeah. plugging in numbers and not factoring in Devin Leary quite yet. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could – I don't know if you could actually go wager on NC State yet. I'm sure that they have to they, – they're going to have to release the new spreads before. They probably pulled it as soon as – as soon as Leary was hurt, you know, big big time player like that, they pull the line until they can re-update. But I, I, I definitely, you know, we're gonna find out more next week. We'll talk more about Syracuse next week. Florida State probably the better if you're power ranking the teams, probably the better of the two squads. But the fact that you have to go on the road um, and you have to figure out how to do it without your starting quarterback potentially that complicates matters. Although I will say it might be a good, you know, might be a good matchup game to have a big game like that against Syracuse without I mean, you all. You obviously always want your starting quarterback, but if there is a game that maybe you want to get in the mud and win another defensive-minded game like this one, maybe Syracuse is that opponent. Yeah. Um, look, ooh, go ahead. I about that. Syracuse, great defense, top ten in the country in total yards per game. Um, so only one team has eclipsed 335 yards of total offense against them. So uh, this is going to be a game you're going to have to win similar to how you approach the second half. A lights-out defense 
and uh, and a strong I, strong kicker. Yep, yep, an opportunistic on offense behind the running game. So, be a good time for a pick six or two. Yeah, defense time time to score time to score. Defense, you've done so much already. Time to start scoring the football. Uh, <laughs> let's give out game balls. Matt, I think you already alluded to it earlier. Uh, Drake yeah. Thomas. Yeah, he got my game ball. 14 tackles. I thought he was the best player on the field um, by a long, by a good margin. I, I thought that was that was Drake Thomas at his finest. So, um, All three linebackers, by the way, played well. All three were double-digit tackle totals. Um, so, but yeah, what great time is that was that was that was a pretty special performance. I felt like on his part, so he gets my game ball. Uh, I'll give mine to Devon Boykin just for just for securing the W for put for putting us out of our misery, uh, <laughs> and and ending that game once and for all. I mean, look. It, I'm I'm I don't want anybody to mistake. I'm happy that NC State won the game for sure. Uh, it was just I think anybody that likes college football watches a lot of college football that 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 definitely ranked low on the. If you're not a fan of either of these teams, how how long could you watch this game? Um, there was better football to watch on Saturday, but Devon Boykin ended it, sent NC State to five and one, and now we get ready for uh for nc state going up to the carrier dome for what could be more of the same so uh, we'll have more on that yeah. this upcoming week matt i just want to give a quick shout out because he didn't get a game ball christopher dunn kicking the ball get the quick shout out oh. yeah four field that was, well okay that was the obvious one uh <laughs> that's on me i should have given that i should have given my game ball to chris dunn actually I, sorry sorry devon boykin i'm actually resenting the game ball <laughs> Thanks for the pick, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Chris Dunn. It's easy to forget about him because you know he could have had another 50 plus yarder. <laughs> would have been would have been a great fantasy kicker. Uh, you know, if only if only would have been used. I I think he would have made the kick. Person, I mean, look, he. I mean, it looks like it's got to be from 50 to 55. He's probably got a better than 50 percent chance of making that. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to miss the kick this year. Knock on wood. Everybody knock on wood wherever you are. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're pretty, they've been pretty special this year. Well, uh, there you have it. Great defense. Great kicker. Going to get you some wins. So, let's see if NC State can go get another one next week. We'll break it down. Last reminders before we uh, sign off here. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you can always watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment. While you're at it, you can follow us on social media, at The Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally, at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on thewolfpacker.com. Go support our friends at rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop. Dot com r-o-g-u-e shop rogue shop.com get your delta 8 and cbd uh, supplies helps with mental stress uh, anxiety sleep you have trouble sleeping this is going to help uh, chronic pain so head over and support uh, support the people that support us 
with this pod, rogueshop.com. Last but not least, sign up for, for just $10. You can get premium subscription to the wolfpacker.com as part of the On3 network through the beginning of next football season. So that takes you through uh, next August. $10 for the better part of a year now. As our loyal listeners know, it used to be a little bit cheaper, but you if you waited too long, let that serve as your lesson that you, you need to take advantage of this deal now before it jumps up again because uh, none of these deals are forever. So $10, better part of the year, head over to thewolfpacker.com, take advantage of it now. Uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. For Matt Carter, I'm Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.